and welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Today's episode, um, well, to be frank, today's episode I wasn't supposed to record, but uh, <laughs> I was uh, watching sports game, well, sports, and uh, the team that I was supporting, and I won't give you the name of the team I support because I don't want to alienate perhaps you're an opposition fan. I mean, you probably don't care, but anyway. The point is, I had a very rare weekend where the teams that I support, every single one of them, lost this weekend. That is right. Every single team that I, the host of Sleep and Relax ASMR support, lost. Three of them in in pretty embarrassing fashion. So, rather than just continuing to watch more sports or continue with my day, I kind of wanted to switch things up, come into the studio, and do a random ramble. But, you know, that's kind of the the context. So, you know, today's episode is going to be, I guess, in one way or another, some sort of ramble about my day, my thoughts, my week, whatever comes to the head. And, uh... Yeah, we go from there. Now, of course, this is your first time joining along in one of my silly rambles. Welcome. Hello. Take a seat, lay down, stand up, do whatever you like to do. The whole point is I'm just kind of being, uh, you know, not too, uh, what is it, organized in my thoughts. I just kind of talk and ramble. Whatever comes out is whatever comes out. And the whole point, of course, is just to disorient you and just help you sleep, unwind, relax, whatever it is that you need, I hope it provides. Um, but yeah, that, that's so far has been my Sunday is, uh, excited. Did not think that, um, I was going to get another loss today. I was excited. I thought we had a good chance of winning today. I think, uh, the gambling sites and the sports betting sites would all tell you that we were favorites to come into this game and uh, win it. Not that I gamble. Um, I don't really understand the lines of gambling, right? Like you see like plus 200, minus 450, you know, plus three and a half. And so when I do listen to sports radio, a lot of times I hear like, Oh, uh, just as an example, you know, the Vikings are three and a half point favorites. Okay, I get it. You know, either you think the Vikings will, if you take the Vikings and the points, as I understand it, you think the Vikings will win, and they're either going to win by three points or less, or four points or more. So you can kind of take that. But when it comes to like the plus 400, the minus, I, I don't really understand any of that and I just think some people take it like a little I have some friends that they they think they're just pro gamblers you know they think they're sports you know they like they get kind of ridiculous about it I had a friend of mine that was betting on second division soccer in um, I think it was in Italy Serie B 
you know, without kidding. I mean, he was really betting on a team. And so he had convinced himself that he knew that one team was going to win because the manager was recently appointed. And so he thought that team was going to have what they call new manager bounce, which happens, especially in soccer. I mean, I think it happens in other sports as well. Like, I think baseball, that happens with some frequency. You know, I remember, like, the 2003 Marlins um, fired... It might have been Jim Leland. Was Jim Leland their manager in 2003? Probably not. Or, like, Torbor, whatever his name was. But anyway, I remember that the Marlins had um, fired their manager, and then they hired... Um, goodness, what was his name? Jack, Jack McKeon. Was it McKeon? Is that his name? I can see the guy's face. Now I can't, can't think of his name. Is it, was it McKeon? Jim, Jim McKeon, Jack McKeon. Whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, the Marlins hire a new manager, and they were underperforming. They end up going on a new manager bounce, and then they end up winning the World Series. Um, I remember uh, Chelsea in 2020 or 2021 had fired Frank Lampard, and then they hired Thomas Tuchel, who then takes over in the middle of their season, and Chelsea ended up winning the Champions League. Uh, That's the second time that actually happened with Chelsea. Who else? Um... In the Phillies, 2022, um, I don't remember the Phillies won or lost that series against the Astros in the World Series now. But I do remember that the Phillies, I'm fairly confident, fired their manager, hired a new one halfway through the season, and at least got to the World Series. And again, I don't I don't quite recall whether or not the, um, the Phillies won. I don't think they did, but who knows. Anyway, the point being, my buddy thought that he could correctly predict a team winning based on this logic that when a team fires their manager and then hires a new one, the team performs well. Well, he ended up spending or gambling a hundred bucks and uh, he lost a hundred bucks. The, the team that he thought was going to, that he placed money on actually ended up losing 3-0 or 3-0 in uh, soccer terms, football terms. They were played off the pitch, if you will. So take a little sip of coffee. It's about a new... I think I've said this on previous episodes. I um, bought one of those little single K-cup Keurigs, which I know are probably not good for the planet, but sorry. It's just too freaking convenient. It's the truth. And Target had them on special for like, no kidding, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. I mean, it's just embarrassing how, how like affordable they can be. So I've tried a couple different little coffees. I tried uh, the Archer Farms or whatever Target's brand is. I've tried that one. That one's pretty good. Enjoyed that one quite a bit. It was definitely the cheapest. The Starbucks ones were, in my opinion, way too expensive. It came out to be like a dollar per 
or cake, cake, cup, k pop, k pop, k pop. You have BTS, you have Blackpink. I think those are the only two ones I know. I've done an episode. If you haven't uh, heard that one, I recommend you go back in time. That was a really fun one. Um, I have more of these planned, but I did. I have a series called Bad Translations where I um, translate uh, songs from other languages and then I just read the lyrics to the song. So obviously Google Translate has, you know, sometimes it doesn't understand the, the context, right? There, there are a lot of nuances and subtleties of different languages, of course, and slang. And so it was funny, you know, these bad translations where I'm copying pasting, in this case, from Korean to English. And um, anyway, it's a fun series. I've done that one. I've done Afrikaans. Uh, I've done Spanish as well. Um, I'll probably repeat, to be honest, you know. Um, there are just so many that are kind of fun to explore. But the point is, um, one edition was Korean, and I remember... BTS I did a, a couple translations on and then I did Blackpink as well and I know I did a, a couple other K-pop bands because I focused specifically on translating K-pop songs into English and um, I think I would, what I remember the most about doing them is sort of the repetitive nature of the lyrics which one can argue is the nature of music. It's not as if, you know, American English or Canadian English music is not repetitive. But I think in the case of K-pop, at least when I do the translations for the specific songs, it was almost like since multiple members have to get some words in, like one member says something and then another member repeats it and then another member repeats it later, so it's like, you know, come cool my flame. And then the other singer, come cool my flame. Then they say something else. And then a third member of the group has to repeat the same phrase. Um, how did I get on the topic of K-pop and translations? That's what I love about these rambles. You know, I just kind of start on one side and I end up just somewhere completely different. And now I forgot how I... Oh, because I, I was mentioning the price of the Starbucks K-Pods. K-Cups? Are they K-Pods? I think they're K-Cups. Anyway, the Starbucks K-Cups, or Pods, whatever it is, very expensive. I mean, just... Again, uh, at Target, I think they broke down to be a dollar, two dollars per per cup. I mean, for that, I'd just rather buy it at Starbucks. The coffee, you know, there it's, you know, at least there I get the little to-go mug. But uh, little coffee I have today is a Folgers one. It's a little expensive for what it is as well. I'm taking a sip of it real quick. Had good reviews. I think it broke down to be like 30 cents, 20 cents per cup. It's not bad. I, I don't drink it every day. You know, it's just, it's 
pretty much guaranteed I'll have two or so on the weekend. And then during the wear, I got stuck between the week and the work week. So I said the wear and the work week. During my work week, I'm typically skipping the coffee here and I just drink my coffee at the office. And at this point, I have, you know, my whole routine when I get to the office, which to be fair is probably like conditioned myself to get into a somewhat bad habit, which is pretty much the first thing I do when I get to the office is I set my office up, you know, I open up my laptop, I don't have a workstation, it's just a, you know, it's a station, but, you know, everyone brings their own laptop, or you have the option, I mean, I, I could use, but I prefer just working on mine, so anyway, I will open up my little laptop, plug in the little Ethernet cable, cable, don't know why I said cable, cable, uh, wasn't there a villain in Spongebob? K-Bubble? Bubble? Bubble Boy? No. The Dirty Bubble? Is the Dirty Bubble the villain from Spongebob? I think the Dirty Bubble is one of the villains for Barnacle Boy and Mermaid Man. That's what it is. Yeah. So I, I put together the Dirty Bubble and Barnacle Boy. Into Bubble Boy. Yeah, it's the dirty bubble. Um, plug the cable, Ethernet cable, into my computer. I um, I need to work with a mouse. I can't just use a little touchpad. So, I'm still stuck. I'm in, kind of embarrassed to say, but I'm still stuck in the, the early 90s, it seems like. I actually plug in a physical mouse USB. Uh, charge it. You know, I put in a little charging cable. I have a little standing desk, so then I kind of just prop it up. I cannot work sitting down. Even recording this podcast, it really is a struggle for me personally to sit down and uh, record it. I, I like to be standing up. I'm very expressive with my hands. I feel like I have to get my whole, you know, body into it. Uh, so sometimes I have to pause what I'm recording here just so I can kind of like move around a bit is the truth some behind the scenes for sleep and relax ASMR but um so once I set up my work station then I go over to a coworker, and uh, pretty much first thing we do is we make coffee that's the truth. You know, we, we make coffee. He usually prepares it. He likes to prepare it. You know, I don't mind doing it. Make the coffee. And we'll probably take about 10 or 15 minutes to kind of just talk about whatever's on our mind. Usually, we'll talk about sports from the day before. Um, but it can be anything. It can, you know, sometimes it's really just work, truthfully. Sometimes it's, you know, hey, this is... Something from yesterday that today we need to tackle or something to consider. This is something that we have to plan out for and we have to be vigilant and diligent of for the upcoming week. A couple days, whatever the case is. So it kind of just depends on what the day and the week calls for. 
you know, some weeks are pretty busy in the sense that we have to sort of manage, you know, a few different things, um, regarding procurement, uh, accounts payable, accounts receivable, logistics, you know, things, things of that nature. It really is dependent. But then there's some weeks that, you know, we pull in on a Monday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, and there's really nothing, there's always something that has to get done, of course, but, you know, truthfully, there are some days that are not, um, you know, super urgently pressing things that have to get done done and dealt with within the first, you know, hour of the day, let's say. Um, you know, which is just the case, you know, and that's the nature of work. I, I really disagree with this notion that uh, people are expected to give you 40, 50 efficient working hours. I, I just think that's impossible, you know, over time as I've worked with people and had to manage in, you know, slightly different environments, you know, you kind of just come to realize some people are able to give you 35, 40, 50 hours a week, but, you know, they may be a bit slower. You know, in the case of my coworker that I drink coffee with pretty much every um, Monday through Friday, you know, I'd say he's not the, the quickest, um, you know, he's not the most creative guy when it comes to solutions, but certainly, you know, he's there on time and, you know, there are plenty of times that, you know, he's there until, as I scratch my eye, I'm not sure this is coming out the recording, um, but plenty of times he's there, 6.30, 7 o'clock, you know, it depends, and certainly if he's asked to do something and, uh, myself or someone else stresses the importance of it, he's usually pretty good about, you know, really getting it done before he leaves. Whereas I know former co-worker that, um, you know, her thing was speed, efficiency, you know, she wanted to get everything done in two hours and then, you know, she needed kind of time to recharge her batteries. I think at first dealing with that was frustrating because obviously one thinks, well, you know, if you're so quick and efficient for this, why can't you move on to the next thing? And I just think it's this mental capacity to, to deal with a workload, you know, everyone is slightly different, you know, I think in our case, like, it's important for me to have 10 or 15 minutes when I first come into the office, you know, really just to sort of settle myself, you know, I need to be able to, you know, kind of find my, my, my grounding first, I need to, you know, I, I can't just plug myself in in five seconds, you know, I need those five, 10, 15 minutes. And, and usually even if we're again, starting a conversation, my coworker and I, when we have coffee, as I go for another sip right here, one moment, please. So even <clears throat> if uh, we start the conversation talking about sports or finances or news or whatever towards the end we pretty much always will kind of like conclude by really discussing you know what what does work call for you know in the short term and uh let's say on the week the rest of the week you know what else has to get done so 
kind of way it would work. So. But either way. Anyway and either way. Now that would be funny given the fact that, again, um, every single one of my sports teams were losers. I literally like, looked up all my sports teams lost. And the first thing that came up was a WikiHow article titled How to Cope When Your Favorite Sports Team Loses. So I thought it would be kind of funny just to kind of read it. This was written for last updated January 6, 2022. I'm not sure how or why this would have to be updated. Um, and to be fair, the uh, article was co-authored by someone that has some designations, an MA, an LPC, and NCC, which I'm not sure what that means. Watching your favorite team lose can be tough to handle. Almost as much as watching them win can give you great excitement and joy. Losing is part of sports, though, and you'll see your team lose plenty of games. Learning how to handle losses is an important part of being a fan. Method 1. Reacting to a loss. I scroll down here. Number 1. Talk to other fans. Sports are a great communal experience. And even if you're watching alone at home, there are other people out there enjoying the game, too. Call your friends who are also fans to let off steam and cope with the disappointment of a losing team. Consider joining a fan club or online forums to talk more about your disappointment and even brainstorm ways to fix what went wrong. If you're going to suffer, it's better to do so with other fans. Number two, turn off the TV. If you're watching the game and your team loses... You don't have to wallow in your disappointment. Turn off the television and do something else. Find another activity to take your mind off the result. You'll want to find something that has nothing to do with the team or game you just watched. Read a book, cook something, or watch a movie that takes place in an exotic location. Make sure you're doing something completely different. Number three, acknowledge your feelings. Sometimes people allow things like the performance of their favorite team to affect their emotions. That's okay. If you are angry or upset about your team losing, don't pretend otherwise. Give yourself a chance to vent a little bit, or at least be disappointed. Just keep control. It's only a game. There's no reason for your anger or sadness to lead to personally destructive behavior. It's a very big, important thing. I mean, I, I know people that they they allowed it to ruin I get upset about it for a little bit, you know, like an hour, two hours at most. But I know guys that will their entire week is actually ruined until the, until their team wins again. It's in my opinion somewhat ridiculous. Number four, eat something. Food can be a great comfort when faced with disappointment, including watching your team lose. Just make sure you eat healthy if you can. People tend to reach for sweets and other unhealthy foods when dealing with a loss. Instead, make sure you are surrounded by healthier foods so you aren't tempted to pack on the pounds after defeat. Comfort food, a term for rich foods that tend to make people feel good after eating it, are popular choices after a loss. They are filling and may remind people of pleasant memories like childhood and other things to take the mind off of losing. Look for hearty foods like macaroni and cheese, stews, pot pies, meatloaf, and sweets, which are all popular comfort choices. 
to make these options a bit healthier, consider using lower fat creams and cheeses, swapping out beef for turkey and meatloaf for chili, or adding veggies. So I just find it funny. I, I find the idea funny of WikiHow sort of like giving us a lesson for how to make our comfort food healthier after a loss. It says here, important note, try to avoid overeating. While it's okay to enjoy a little snack to feel better after a loss, remember to control your portion size. Number five, get a little exercise. Some physical activity can be a good way to work off the frustration of watching your team go down in defeat. Even just a few push-ups or jumping jacks or quick jog can help work off your stress and disappointment. It can also give you an energy boost to stave off further anxiety over your team's performance. Number six, remember it's just a game. A loss can really sting, but try to remember that it's just one game or season. Your team always has another shot. This may not make losing less disappointing, but it can make it easier to move on and get excited about future games. Then it says here, um, method two, handling disappointment going forward. Step one, stay loyal to your team. One loss shouldn't be enough to drive you from supporting your team. Staying loyal after loss, or even when moving to a different city, can give you a big psychological boost. Plus, sticking out through the bad times will make you feel even better when your team does win the big one. Step number two, remember the good times. While losses hurt, no team loses all the time. To get over a big defeat, think about your team's good times. Remember great comebacks, championships, or even just good times with friends and family watching your team. If you've watched your team before this game, there will be some moments you can look back on fondly. It's not always true. I mean, some teams honestly... One team I support basically has not been good for the vast majority of my life. Step three, or sub point three. I don't know how to write, how to really say it. Be prepared to deal with taunting from other fans. Taunting, insults, and banter are parts of the sports fan experience, and you'll almost certainly be a target after losing. Rather than being surprised when it happens, be prepared to handle it appropriately. You can ignore it. Like other forms of teasing or bullying, taunts from opposing fans can be ignored. Laugh it off, just walk away. Don't give them the satisfaction of knowing they got to you. Or you can give it right back. Don't be afraid to respond with a few taunts of your own. You can probably think of a good few insults for the opposing team and their fans. Step four is be optimistic. The great thing about sports is there will always be another game. Another game means another chance to win. Instead of dwelling on the game your team lost today, think about the game they could win next time out. Step five, talk to a therapist. While being sad after watching your team lose is not unusual, it should not have long-term effects on your emotional health. If you find that a loss is affecting your ability to live in the real world, look for professional help. And there's a little community Q&A. So the first question is, my team lost in the finals and they might lose the championship. What can I do? Answer. It's very hard, but hey, that's sport. You can't always win. Just be optimistic you'll beat them next year. Second question, what should I do when people want to see my favorite player fail? 
And the answer is, don't worry. Seeing a person make mistakes or fail is what makes them human. No one can be perfect. Just enjoy the whole team and remember your favorite player is only one small part of a team. And people wanting to see them fail are just jealous. Third question is, I can't tolerate the loss. What should I do? Answer, remember the loss has nothing to do with you. Again, I find it kind of funny because I'm certainly a sports fan through and through. You know, I, I enjoy sports. I like the dynamic of sports. I like the idea of having a community of people that support a team through thick and thin. I enjoy the idea of the ups and the downs. I, I enjoy the idea of seeing people perform at, you know, extremely high level and and winning. I like the team dynamics. Um, so... I get disappointed, especially when my team goes literally 0 for 4. As I've mentioned, they went um, this week, which is pretty bad. But at the same time, I think it's kind of funny to read, again, a wiki how article on how to kind of get over it. What I find also pretty funny is, you know, wiki how offers some suggestions for what I should read next. And it says here, how to make a fursuit head how to be a furry, how to cope with being in love with a fictional character, how to write a fan letter, how to avoid becoming a, a weeabo, I don't know what that is, how to meet Taylor Swift, how to tell the difference between nerds and geeks, how to contact Elton John, how to dress like Lydia Dietz, and how to write fan mail. So what any of those articles have to do with um, dealing with sports team losses, I promise you none of those have to do with my search history. Uh, that's just what kind of came up. I think with that, I'll just call it an episode. I feel very grateful to be able to record and kind of share these moments with you guys. And it's fun. You know, obviously still disappointed over the, the, the results from the teams this weekend, but I um, feel happy that, uh, you know, I have a, an interesting way to kind of let off steam. So hopefully you found this episode relaxing, entertaining, unwinding, you know, whatever it had to serve you. Questions, comments, concerns, you can always email me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.